Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, you're in the Cat Cave with Michael Davis and Ryan Frick to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast. We're a part of the Keep Pound Podcast Network and powered by the Fans First Sports Network. It is the Christmas season here, and we hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas as we get ready for the new year. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing? How was your Christmas? It was good, man. Uh, still trying to recover from this two-month-long cough that apparently there's a lot of people dealing with, but uh, it was good. I got some quality time with the family, some, some quality time with some friends. Uh, the Detroit Lions won their first division title since I was six years old. Uh, that was before the Carolina Panthers existed. So, um, you know, I got this this uh, this new hoodie that I'm rocking over on Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. Um, yeah, it was good, man. Uh, you know, your typical Christmas food, friends, and 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 family. How about yourself? Uh, it was pretty good. It was kind of ruined by the Cowboys losing to the Dolphins. Uh, I did not get that prediction right on tap outs and touchdowns when I made uh, a guest appearance last week. Uh, Banker Bill's probably happier than that, but um, you're getting some Lions gear, aren't you, for uh, Christmas yeah. division title? Yeah, I listen. Once every 30 years it happens, you got to go out and you got you to gotta rock the, rock the division title stuff, so... You know, we don't know who's going to win the NFC South, but we do know who's won the NFC North. And it's the uh, the Detroit Lions led by Dan Campbell and company. So, uh, yeah, it was – listen, it wasn't just a Merry Christmas for Lion fans. I mean, the Raiders got a shocking win, a dominating win at that over the Chiefs. Uh, you had the, the, the 49ers dominated by the Ravens on Christmas night. So some very unhappy uh, home fans on Christmas night and the NFL. Uh, but, you know – the, the like like you said banker bill over on tap outs and touchdowns he got his he got his christmas wish with a a win over a good team for the dolphins and a, and and i got my christmas wish with a win over the vikings and a division title that that has been so elusive for the detroit lions so like i said all in all a pretty good christmas can't really complain about anything well congratulations to your lions on winning that division title and what makes this podcast unique for the keep pine podcast network is you never have people talking about their non-favorite team. Like, you're a Lions fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Shannon, 
hoping he's doing well. He's a 49ers fan. He'll be back on the show. Uh, it, it's interesting because we have an unbiased part in it. And, you know, people start seeing all the Cowboys gear in my background. And then for Christmas, I got a unique Christmas gift. I got a Panthers helmet. And what's cool about the Panthers helmet is it is signed by one of my favorite quarterbacks to ever play in college football for the Appalachian State Mountaineers, Armani Edwards. Armani Edwards obviously didn't play quarterback for the Panthers. He switched to wide receiver in the NFL. But this got me wondering, Ryan, because you love to bring up your South Carolina Gamecocks on the podcast every chance you get. You drop those and wrestling innuendos. So I wanted to give you a free pass today. And I want to know who is your favorite Gamecock to ever play on the Carolina Panthers? Man, that's such a loaded question. Uh, but when you, you know you, you ask me if I ever have an opportunity to drop some some Gamecock or wrestling knowledge, my answer is always going to be, yeah. Uh, but listen, I'd probably have to go with Travell Wharton. <laughs> Um, Travell Wharton was a long, probably the longest tenured former Gamecock that played for the Carolina Panthers, one of the longest tenured offensive linemen to come out of South Carolina to play in the NFL. I mean, you've got some that, that had short tenures in, in Carolina, right? You had stuff on Gilmore for one season, uh, where I, he wasn't himself. Obviously, JC Horn currently on the roster. Um, you, you had a couple of, a couple of backup guys. Eric Norwood was on the team for a short period of time. Uh, he was the, the career sack leader at South Carolina when he was uh, brought in, I believe, as an undrafted free agent into Charlotte. So, um, yeah, there are a lot of guys that have spent time as a Panther uh, guy. I went to high school with, uh, tried out, and, and was on the practice squad for a short time with uh, with the Who Carolina Panthers. Um, of course, Garrett Chisholm. He was another offensive lineman from South Carolina. Uh, he was on the team that won the SEC East in 2010. Um, was undrafted free agent, uh, played for a short time with the Panthers. Uh, did not, I not believe, I'm not sure if he got cut uh, in training camp, but at some point he walked away and, and he went do other things. But shout out Garrett Chisholm if he ever hears this. Uh, but uh, but yes, I, I mean, you know, I'd have to throw it out to 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 Travell Wharton. I mean, he was the longest tenured Carolina Panther coming from South Carolina. Um, so I'd have to I'd have to stick with him. Wow, that's really cool. And especially since you named Travell Wharton, because that Panthers helmet I got for Christmas not only had Armani Edwards, but it had Travell Wharton, Sherrod Martin, and Chris Gamble's signature on it. So that is going to be something that will be a part of the broadcast studio for uh, the very uh, foreseeable future. There we go. Uh, it's 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 my first Panthers like memorabilia. And I do a Panther podcast, so it's pretty good. Man, and I got I got jerseys upstairs. I got too I got too many helmets um, up there. Matter of fact, I used to have I used to have two Panthers mini helmets. I think I've only got one now. But come on now, like I grew up a Panthers fan. Like all my yearbook photos are being my Jake Delhomme jersey. So you know you you got you got to get some more you got to get some more Panthers memorabilia to to rock here on the show. Hey, all the sports memorabilia, I can take no Eagles, no Redskins, no Giants, no UNC Tar Heels. You'll never yeah, see dude. me with any of those. The longer, the, the more time goes by, the less I can stand the Philadelphia Eagles. Their fans are terrible. Uh, their, their, their fan base is, is 
entitled. Uh, I mean, they boo Santa Claus. I watched a video a few weeks ago where these two fans were just minding their business, watching the game as an away fans, and they were pelted relentlessly by snowballs until they left the stadium. No security stepped in. Um, you're, you're seeing so many like fights break out. It's not like Bill's Mafia where they're jumping through tables and, you know, in pregame, uh, yeah, po- pregame, what, what am I, tailgating. Uh, the Eagles are just nasty, nasty fan base. So uh, you will never catch anything Eagles green anywhere around. Even with the even with the WrestleMania being in Philadelphia this year, I thought maybe I, you know I could probably buy a, a, a Philadelphia Eagles colored WrestleMania jersey. And the more I think about it, the less I care. Like, no, I'm I'm good. It's all set. You, you yeah, can keep I, it. I think you'll be fine. Now, Ryan, you missed last week's show. Me and Shannon held the fort down, and I was very critical about the Panther fan base not showing up for their home game. Uh, but they did. There was more people in attendance this week. They probably heard about the good deals, but they did fall short to the Packers, thirty-three to thirty at home. Uh, it was a, I it was a high-scoring Panthers game that we've had yet this year. Um, I have some thoughts on it, but what did you make of all of a sudden this big explosion of offensive power from the Carolina Panthers? Well, for starters, I, I want to touch on what you said about the fans not showing up the pri- week prior. Um, you know, you you had so much turmoil around the organization. You had, you know, David Tepper announced he was pulling the training camp from 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 Spartanburg. You had a torrential downpour that was was absolutely disgusting to be around that week. So I'm not surprised that you could buy a ticket for 45 cents on Ticketmaster uh, and spend more money in gas and concessions going to the game. I don't blame the fans at all. If you're going to, if you're going to make a point to the ownership that he needs to make a change that he needs to do better, not showing up is, is, is example number one of showing that you're not going to deal with it regardless of the weather conditions. Now uh, this, this, this past week uh, regarding the game, listen, I, 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 I went on record on Tap House and Touchdowns to say that I thought the Panthers had, a, had an opportunity to knock off the Green Bay Packers. I don't think the Packers are as good as as people make them out to be. I think, you know, what's, what's the, the most surprising part about this is that Carolina put up 30 points and lost because every other game this season, they, they've held teams to season low outputs from a point standpoint. But, you know, you watch this game and the Packers go up uh, they go up big a couple times in this game. You're like, oh, here we go. Here's another another typical Panthers Panthers offense that we're used to seeing all season long. But they kept fighting. You know, we 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 talked on previous shows about the fact that you know what what did this team have to play for? What do the coaches have to coach for? That you know they they already don't have a first round pick next year. They're all looking you know looking forward to having a new coaching job because we know David Tepper is going to go out and hire somebody else and probably restock the whole team. So what does this team have to play for? But this team showed that they weren't going to, you know, go silent into the night. Uh, there's a little Christmas pun there uh, on Christmas Eve. And they never stopped coming. I think Bryce Young had a career high in passing yards in this game. Uh, he was sacked less than his season average, four sacks. He was only sacked twice in this game. I don't believe he had an interception in this game. I could be wrong about that. Um, but when you, when you look at from the offensive side of the ball, you remember preseason. I said that you had some guys that were going to step up and be number one 
uh, wide receivers outside of Adam Thielen. Thielen was going to be the slot. And we were going to have some guys step up. And one of those guys that I talked really heavy about was DJ Chark. And DJ Chark showed up like the guy that I expected him to be all season in this game. Six catches, 98 yards, two scores. Two scores in this game. Uh, and they needed it because what the Carolina Panthers have relied on all season, albeit in a lackluster showing, has been the run game. Miles Sanders, I think, had three carries in this game. Chuba Hubbard averaged under, I believe, under four yards a carry in this game. So they had to find some offense elsewhere, and they did. And unfortunately, if they had had one more second, literally one more second, the Carolina Panthers might have forced overtime, and we don't know what would have come in this game. Um, shout out to the Carolina Panthers offense. The defense obviously has been playing well all season, did not have their best performance. But this offense finally, it looked like Bryce Young finally started to understand some of the game. You saw him kind of scramble out a few times to you know get out of the pocket, which is something he needs to be able to do in order to find success, uh, especially in his rookie season. He, it looked like he finally started to understand the game flow here in this game against the Packers. And who knows, maybe if the Panthers had had one more second left on the clock, who knows what could have happened. Um, shout out to the offense uh, again. Um, I don't think the Packers are as good as people expected them to be. There's a reason why they're, I believe, third in their division at this point in the season. Um, and, uh, and, and you know, for all intents and purposes, it very well could have and should have lost to the Carolina Panthers when they, you go up by, by multiple scores in a game multiple times and you can't put a two-win team away. I, I believe it says more about, uh, more about the fight in the two-win team than maybe it does for the for the team that let them come back into the into the game, uh, but I, I still think it goes to show um, that the Packers are not who everyone thought they were early in the season. Jordan Love and company, and the Panthers, for the first time all season, showed a fight that I had not seen from an offensive standpoint. A few, a few things you pointed out that I want to touch down touch on is that there were a lot of touchdowns scored and the Carolina Panthers did fight back uh, at halftime. Wasn't like, uh, gosh, what was the, it was like 23 to 10 or something like that. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, the game wasn't, the game wasn't close early. I mean, it was like, like, as you said, it was, it was a 23 to 10 game at halftime. Uh, the Panthers scored six unanswered in the third quarter. Uh, and then for all intents and purposes, they win the fourth quarter, 14 to 10. So and Bryce I mean, Young game, almost like got his third fourth quarter comeback because mm -hmm. they like have almost. led for exactly zero seconds in the fourth quarter of a game this season, and they've won two games, yep. which has never happened before. If you've never led in the fourth quarter, and we're about to have week seventeen, we'll talk about the Panthers and Jaguars game. But one of the things I, I'm seeing improvement from Bryce Young. Okay, I've seen improvement from Bryce Young. He threw for his most yards this week with 312. You see on the bottom line, uh, a couple receivers helped him out with that. I know you'd be happy about DJ Chark. You were big on him uh, back in the offseason. You love that sign in for the Carolina Panthers. But there's one thing you can't do, and you have to understand clock management and where you're at on the game, where you're at in the field. You can't throw something in the middle to Adam Thielen, albeit a catch, and then expect to get up there in time to clock the ball. Like, that's a heartbreaking kind of 
loss if you're the Carolina Panthers. Yes, your season's over. Yes, you fought back. And there's positives you can take from this. But I think most importantly, people were like, why don't we sit Bryce Young and have Andy Dalton play behind this bad offensive line? I'm like, no, you need your number one overall pick out there for all 17 games. Peyton Manning was. Peyton Manning had a shaky rookie year because of the team around him. Trevor Lawrence, the same. These young guys need reps in the NFL and know what they're going up against. We're seeing improvement from Bryce Young, but he hasn't been in too many of these situations before, and I'm hoping that Bryce Young learns that he can't throw the ball in certain places when they don't have any timeouts and you have like 10 seconds on the clock. I mean, to that point, first of all, I don't think we have seen improvement in Bryce Young until this game. I mean, this is the best game of Bryce Young's pro career. Uh, every other game is averaging under 200 passing yards a game. He's he's taking Not every sacks game. In. Yeah, yeah. You want to you want to go back and, and backtrack every game? Just look at his stats game by game because I'll do it. I mean, I, I uh, we got the time. But cool. most of the games he's played in this year, uh, he's had under 200 passing yards. Um, For most of them, he's had a few. He had a stretch earlier in the year where he was getting above 200, but this is his first time with over 300. It's it's, it's barely okay. So when we look, at, we go back and look at his his stat hit his stat line back in week three against the Vikings. He had 204, and then against the Lions, 247, 217 against the Dolphins, 235 against the Texans. But then he didn't throw for over 200 yards until last week, 173. 185, 123, 194. He early in the year, he was barely throwing over 200 yards. So, I mean, it, yes, 167 passing yards is more than 137 passing yards that he had the prior, the week prior. So, week by week, we're not seeing that improvement again. Uh, we're looking at, I mean, you're looking at, at interceptions. Uh, he, he started off, you know, really, really poorly with interceptions. Four interceptions through four games. He had a three-interception game against the Indianapolis Colts. So he hasn't been throwing a lot of interceptions, but he also hadn't thrown a touchdown since the Dallas Cowboys game uh, five weeks prior. Uh, again, taking he took seven sacks in that Cowboys game, uh, four sacks the next three games, three sacks against Atlanta, and then two sacks this game. So maybe he's avoiding those catastrophic sacks. Uh, I mean, you also look at, at third-down conversions – they were still under 50% on third down. So they're still coming off the field probably sooner than they should. Now, in the week prior or two weeks prior, they went one for seven on fourth down. Uh, they went one for two on fourth down this week. So they were able to extend one drive on fourth down. But it, it, saying that Bryce Young is improving is, is not really – you can't really say that he was improving until you see him this week. And we don't know yet if it was an anomaly or a product of the fact that the Packers' defense is just that bad. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to clock management, Adam Thielen got up and looked confused after he caught that pass again, one, maybe two seconds more on that clock. We're not having this conversation. Yes. It's unfortunate that they didn't get that extra second to kick the game tying field goal. But it's also unfortunate that the green Bay Packers went down the field and kicked the field goal to take the lead. So it's, it's, I, I, I don't want to put that on Bryce Young's inexperience as to throwing it over the middle of the field because most teams can throw it over the middle of the field, go down, clock it, get the field goal attempt off. Sure, maybe maybe allude that to some inexperience by Bryce Young 
but I don't put that on him. I put that on the coaching staff. Listen, talk talk to whoever catches this ball. Go down immediately. Give the ball to the referee. Bryce, you better get to that line of scrimmage. Everybody get set because we need to kick this field goal. Nobody was ready. Not just Bryce Young. Veteran Adam Thielen got up looking confused, holding on to the ball. He wanted to make sure everybody knew that he secured it. And that I don't put that on Bryce Young. I put Bryce Young's performances the week prior to this game against the Packers on Bryce Young. I don't put the fact that they didn't get a field goal off to end this game on Bryce Young. I put that on the entire team and the coaching staff for not having them prepared for this kind of situation. But who would? why would they need to be in this sort of situation? They haven't been in this, this, this kind of situation the entire year. Again, so if, it's a learning experience. Of course it is. But I don't put it on Bryce Young. I'm I, I'm almost doing the uh, Bryce had a great game, and it's just it's a learning experience. Um, could have been better coaching, but throwing the ball in the middle of the field with no time left is on Bryce Young. You throw it to the sideline, okay? Plenty, that is got, that is where you throw the ball. The and weeks prior, against that though, there's a reason why he's there's a reason why the middle it, of the field though. there's a reason why the middle of the field was open because defense know defenses know. They're throwing at the sidelines to stop the clock. We're going to leave the middle of the field. The defense did their job. The Panthers' offense didn't get back on the ball in time to get that last playoff. That's not that's, tell- that's not an experience. Are that, you that's, telling that's, me that's, you can't like hit a toe drag swag to your guy DJ Chark on the sideline? You don't have that confidence in Bryce Young. They were too far back. He needed to hit a pass over the middle to get him in field goal range in the first place, and he did. And the, the rest of the team just couldn't get to the line in time. Plenty of teams have thrown the ball across the middle to set up a field goal that just happened to have enough time to get down and spike the ball. It's happened for years in the NFL. It just didn't happen for the Panthers this week. One second was all they needed, and they didn't have it. And they didn't have it. They didn't have it. And, 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 it that, and that comes down to wins and losses. Hey, it did. I know. I know Dallas. That playoff game where they threw it down the middle and didn't have enough time to spike the ball, like, or honestly, the center, you know, didn't let let the referee touch the ball at the end of the game. Horrible way to lose. Horrible way to end your season. It's not yeah. a losing your season kind of loss for the Carolina Panthers, but no, they lost their season in week four. <laughs> Let's, let's be when they were zero and four and not looking like a, a team that's going to win a game. That's when they lost their season, not not this week. But I understand what you're saying. But at least they have won both of their games at home. They're two and five at home. Grant, they are zero and eight on the road. But you know, give Carolina the credit that they need is they have won their two games in front of Carolina Panther fans. And probably the two you probably need most for morale against the Houston Texans and CJ Shroud, and then against your division rival, the Atlanta Falcons. They didn't need this Packers win, but to hold Jordan Love yeah, they did. to 219 yards. And I mean, Grant, the run defense wasn't that great, but I, I'm, I'm more you know, accustomed to that Packer defense than you are because, you know, they, they've only given up 30 points to division rivals, the Saints and the Panthers. That's it. They haven't given up a lot of as much points as they have. And to give it up to the Carolina offense 
with Bryce Young and that struggling offensive line and no run game, that's impressive. Listen, first of all, saying the Panthers didn't need this win is, is, is I don't know the right word I want to use. It's silly. The Panthers need every win they can get at this point because every win that they don't Why? get, because every win that they don't get helps Chicago, the Chicago Bears secure a higher draft pick. They need so? every win they can get to add. It doesn't affect add, Carolina. And sure it does. Because you, you've helped you've helped another team get exponentially better by getting the number one pick in the draft or trading that pick away in order to build a, a, a draft a, a draft uh, equity that you no longer have. So the more games that you win, the better the better opportunity another team in the conference in the Chicago Bears has to get better. Okay, it also it, you also need this win because there are, a lot, there are a lot of players on this on this Panthers team that will not be back next season. They need they need the opportunities to go out and produce and to win games that they can take that on their resume to whatever whatever job job uh, interview that they go to to go get a job with with another team, be it Brian Burns or whoever the case may be. Um, the Panthers' run defense has, has been their sort of their saving grace. They've held a lot of teams to to short yards per carry. I went on record to say that. I, I told a guy last week, if you got Aaron Jones in your fantasy lineup this late in the season, you're in trouble because Aaron Jones is not going to do anything for you. And the only thing Aaron Jones didn't do this week was find the end zone. He averaged six yards per carry, 127 yards on the ground. So again, as a whole, the Panthers defense didn't show up like they've showed up the last month and a half of the season. But the offense did. And I don't know where that trade-off comes. Yes, it's impressive that that they, they were able to put 30 points on the board. And any other game this season, 30 points would have been enough to win a game. Not this week. So, yeah, kudos, kudos. Um, but shame on their defense for, uh, for, for giving up 127 yards on the ground, uh, only getting to Jordan Love once, um, and then allowing 8 of 14 on third down. I mean, the Packers were able to extend drives the whole game. Um, you know, a guy that didn't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, really, really big weeks to talk about. And Romeo Dobbs went on and, and scored a touchdown. So, um, yeah, offense looked good. Defense didn't, which is the opposite of what we're talking about all year. But it's it's silly to say the Panthers didn't need this win. The Panthers need every win they can get. Uh, if for nothing more than morale boost for these players that that are under contract for next year and beyond. Uh, for the development of young guys, um, and even Chuba Hubbard, I consider Chuba, young, Chuba Hubbard a young guy. Um, you know, he didn't have a great game. Bryce Young needs all the reps he can get. This is the kind of game that can give a co confidence to a quarterback in Bryce Young, and then he's able to lead this team to a win after being down so severely in, in multiple points in this game. Um, that's going to do a lot for his confidence when the rest of the year. He's just getting beat up on the entire season. So yeah, it's uh impressive what this offense was able to do after after not being able to score a touchdown for the previous what four games. Uh so you know, beating a dead horse at this point. Uh, you know, the only thing they do, the only thing they didn't do was get the ball off to kick the field goal at the end of the game and and force overtime. Uh, but they did just about everything else that they, they needed to do to uh to get this win. The Panthers, like, their season's over. I, 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 I get it. Like, yeah, you can, you know, win 
you know, games to try to keep Chicago away from the number one pick. New England, you know, might find a way to win a game, and, you know, that scenario is ruined. But all you can do is control what you can control, get the players that you need playing time, and one of those is an opportunity this Sunday at 1 p.m. for the Carolina Panthers to travel to Jacksonville for their final road game. I just mentioned they haven't won a game on the road I've went to Jacksonville for a Cowboys game. That crowd gets electric at times. Uh, But the Jaguars have struggled the last few weeks. Trevor Lawrence's health is a big question going into this game. Uh, What do you expect here in the last couple minutes of the Cat Cave? What do you expect from this game? The Jaguars are favored by six and a half points. Uh, I don't know how. The Jags have lost the last four straight games. You talk about the NFC South and what team is going to win this division with a losing record. The AFC South is no better. Every single team in the AFC South lost on Christmas weekend. We don't know who's going to win that division. The Colts could come up from behind and win this division. C.J. Stroud could come back, and the Texans can win that division. The Jags can somehow get back on the right track and win this division. I mean, you talked about New England winning, you know, possibly winning some games. I think New England goes out and beats Buffalo this weekend, if I'm going to be honest here. Um, wow. However, you know, I, and honestly, call me a homer, call me crazy. I think the Panthers can go out and beat Jacksonville this week. And if the Panthers come out and play the way they did against the Green Bay Packers last week, and I'm not saying the Packers and the Jags have the same talent level or the same, you know, are, are the same skill wise. You know, I, I I haven't gone through and actually gone through the research into doing uh, to see what jacksonville looks like from an offensive defensive standpoint i know what i see when i watch their games and the tampa bay buccaneers just absolutely demolished the jacksonville jaguars this past weekend it wasn't pretty um and so a six and a half point spread is big now i know that the panthers have not played well on the road i know the panthers have haven't played well in general but my hopes are that the carolina panthers figured something out against the green bay packers and not only do they cover the six and a half spread I think the Panthers could very easily get their first road win of 2023 this weekend. It would be 2023 because New Year's happens the day after. So, yeah, give me the Panthers in an upset here. They'll definitely cover the spread, and I'm going to take them to get the the outright upset over the Jags. Again, as abysmal as the NFC South is, the AFC South is just as bad. Uh, And and I think we we get a Carolina Panthers upset special this weekend. Well, that would be interesting. Now, a few things I do want to note about the Jaguars. They have lost four straight, but those games have been against Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Tampa Bay last week. Uh, Two of those games being on the road, but those are some tough defenses to play against. Again, we don't know the health of Trevor Lawrence, but they have C.J. Beathard as the backup. And again, Carolina has not won yet on the road. I think that is huge. If you can't take your team on the road to win games, uh, especially with a rookie quarterback, then it's going to be tough when you're playing against a team who's fighting for their playoff hopes. So with that said, I think Jacksonville wins on New Year's Eve. I don't know if I like the six and a half. Ah, you know what? Give me Jacksonville by eight. 
Give me Jacksonville by eight. He uh, took Jacksonville last week and he lost on that one on over on Tap House and Touchdowns too. So okay, we maybe, don't, you're the, we don't, maybe you're the Jaguars' kiss of death. No, stick to your pick. Maybe you're their kiss of death, and that's going to give not, Carolina a, a chance to win this weekend. Well, hey, when I picked Carolina to win, they've lost, and when I've picked them to lose, well, they've still lost a lot of games. But you know, maybe they'll win this week. Um, we're out of time in the Cat Cave right now. Uh, Bully Rye, we don't have your uh, ticker up, but where uh, where can people find you? Yeah, make sure, obviously, you can go follow Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel to follow this page. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or X at Tapouts and TDs, Facebook.com slash Tapouts and Touchdowns. Again, we go live every Wednesday to talk all things uh, football. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing it again this week and next week. We are headed towards the NFL playoffs, as you know. And then the college football playoffs taking place on New Year's uh, New Year's weekend this weekend as well. Uh, make sure you go give a follow, a like, subscription uh, over on on the tobacco uh, the tobacco road on the Tap House and Touchdowns YouTube channel as well. Um, but yeah, I I appreciate you being back with me again. You you kind of leading the charge this week, and uh, I appreciate everybody for uh, for being here uh, inside the Cat Cave this week. Absolutely, go watch Tap House and TDs. Uh, they have football episodes. They have wrestling episodes. I was on last week. Who knows who will be on this week? But until next week, exit Cat Cave, but listen to more content by myself and Ryan on Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel and Caroline-centric podcast on the Keep Pine Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. We will see you next week.